And bonjour, all you gardening cats and gators. Welcome to Garden with Cisco, September 29th. Do you believe it? October is so right around the corner. Oh, la, 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 la. <laughs> hey, but there's a lot of good things happening in October, and we're going to talk about uh, one of those in a few minutes because my guest, Jack Bouch, is here from Plan Amnesty. He's been on the show with me before, a really good buddy of mine, and we're going to tell you about uh, Plan Amnesty uh Tree Hugger Bingo coming up pretty soon. So, all right, we'll talk about that in one second. But uh, first of all, I just want to say hi to the folks I spoke to this week. So I was up in Abbotsford, uh, Canada for the Can West uh, Trade Show. So this is for uh, all professional gardeners throughout all of BC, both sides of the mountains. And uh, I was the very, this is this show's been going for years. But I'm the very first ever keynote speaker they've ever had. So it's a whole new thing they're trying. We'll see if they keep doing it after that. But uh, I had a lot of fun, and um, it was just wonderful to be up there. I really appreciate you folks having me up there. It's a great show. And uh, But so uh, coming home the next day, I stayed up in a hotel up there and uh, Drive home next day. I always go for a hike, so I went for a really nice hike and uh, had a great time. It was getting late. I didn't want to ride home in rush hour, so I thought I'll go to Mount Vernon and find a good uh, restaurant. And I was kind of looking at this um, uh, brew pub there, you know, and I almost went there. So, by the way, in case you're wondering, this is a restaurant review. <laughs> and as everyone knows that listens to me, I only give good reviews. I never give bad ones because, you know, I don't want to bomb someplace. So I was, I parked my car and I was in the Il Graneo. I think you say that. <laughs> Il Graneo uh, parking lot. So it was this really nice, it's, it's an old granary. Over there in Mount Vernon, and uh, I think I had been there once years ago with a bunch of people, so I thought, maybe I'll try that, you know. Well, I walked in, and it was pretty classy place, you know, and I, I'm still wearing the clothes that I hiked in. <laughs> my hair, I'd had a headband on, my hair standing straight up, you know. <laughs> I look like that hippie pitcher in the Seattle Times. Oh, yeah, and I don't think anybody wanted to get too close to me either, that's for sure. So, uh, but it was just wonderful. So uh, here's how I describe it. Classy, but not snooty. There were lots of people wearing different clothes in there. You didn't have to have a suit on or something. It was a really romantic place, but uh, they gave me my own little corner spot and uh, it was just wonderful, and so I give it, they get my top award for Brussels sprouts, and I don't give any higher than that, you know, so, uh, and I just, in case you go there, I had the fettuccine and white sauce with broccoli, but, and that was so wonderful, it was unbelievable, and there was lots of broccoli in there, that's what counts, you know, and, uh, but what really was the best was so I I looked at the dessert and I said, well, do you have like uh, vanilla and chocolate ice cream? Because I love ice cream. She goes, no. She said, we do have chocolate chip ice cream. And I was thinking about it. She goes, what about if I put chocolate sauce on? And I went, oh, okay, you sold me. 
Then she put a big blob of whipped cream on. Oh, was that good? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That kept me awake all the way home by a miracle in its own right. <laughs> by the way, the wine was absolutely incredibly good, too. So, uh, so four Brussels sprouts, Il Graneo, and you can't miss it. It's kind of up on that north end of Mount Vernon there. All right. Hey, uh, just quick, I want to let everybody know I'm going to be at rains, the big Rainscaping Expo in Everett. It's going right now till 4 p.m., and uh, they're having talks on how to do rain gardens, uh, you know, how to remove your lawn if you don't like lawns. Of course, I'm going to advertise lawns in my talk when you know. And uh, I like lawns. But, um, you know, uh all kinds of talks about how to garden more environmentally. And my talk is uh, environmentally um, friendly gardening. So it'll be kind of how to have a beautiful garden, but do it without having to use all kinds of poisons and all that nasty stuff. So, uh, hey, I'm on it too. So you can go just for my talk if you want. I don't know if there's a charge for anything. I can't remember right now, to be honest with you. (laughs) Oops. Okay. So, hey, that is at McCollum Park. That's where the, uh, the Master Gardeners have their headquarters over there in uh, Everett. So it's 600 128th Street Southeast in Everett. Just letting you know, I'll be at the Snohomish Garden Club Monday, October 8th. So that's coming up pretty quick. The talk is at 7.30, and it's uh, Cisco's Favorite Plants, which I love. That that could go for like three days, that talk. (laughs) And, uh, hey, that's open and free to the public. So um, I'm going to have to look at my uh, talks page to see where that's held because I can't remember right now. So that is at the Snohomish Senior Center. And uh, that's at 506 4th Street in Snohomish, so the uh, Snohomish Senior Center. And so that just shows you, if you ever want to know where I'm speaking, just go to uh, cisco.com and go to my talks page. Now, there's one last thing I want to do here, and that is I want to mention something on my website, and that is that... uh, I did put that, remember that guy called about his sculpture from, it was Chuck and Piala, and he was describing this six-foot sculpture he made himself out of concrete. So I stuck a picture on the front page of Cisco.com. I should say Mary did. There's no way in the world I could do this. And uh, so he was trying, he's asking for advice what to put for hair in this thing, you know. <laughs> so if you go to Cisco.com, you can see this sculpture. If you've got an opinion, call in or send me an email, and I'll send it to Chuck. And uh, he could put cool hair in his sculpture. <laughs> it's something else. you got to look at it. So it's on the front page, Cisco.com, C-I-S-C-O-E.com. All right, now I finally get to introduce my guest, uh, a guy I've gotten to know really well over the last year, Jack Bouch. Uh, Bouch. Rhymes without. Rhymes without. <laughs> Sometimes grouch. Uh, and uh, he's been working, doing all kinds of things for Plan Amnesty now for a while. Yeah, about a year and a half. Year and a half. And uh, so we got something really big 
going on at Plan Amnesty? We do. We have the 14th annual Tree Hugger Bingo with Cisco coming up so in this two is weeks. 14th? 14th annual. Oh my gosh. 14. Yeah. I remember the first time yeah. Cass called me up. She goes, I'm going to do this uh, Tree Hugger Bingo, you know, and I listened to it and, you know, I never get paid for these things for Plan Amnesty. So she had to twist my arm a little. <laughs> She goes, we're just doing it once. Oh. Never again. So it's a one-time deal, you know. Okay. Well, the next year was only this year. Yeah. Every year it was the last yeah. one. On the 10th one, she finally admitted, okay, this might not be the last one either. Well, I promise you, this will be the first 14th annual one. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. This will be the last 14th annual one. It will. Yeah, Honest. So, all right. That seems fair You can enough. take my word for it. <laughs> uh, well, these are, so it's October 13th. October 13th uh, at a new venue. We're going to be at North Seattle College. Doors open at 6. We have our traditional chili dinner. And then bingo starts at 7, goes till 9. Oh, too fun. I imagine there will be free parking. Free parking. Oh, good, yeah. good, yeah. good. Yeah, and lots of parking. Uh, yeah. And we'll have little luminaries guiding people from the parking lot to yeah, the I venue. Yeah, Plan Amnesty's so good at doing stuff like that, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, it's a lot of fun, this plant uh, tree hugger bingo. Yes, and we have these amazing prizes for um, from our local nurseries, everywhere from Far Reaches Farm over yeah, in you Port t- Townsend. That, and that's yeah. going to be the rarest of the rare stuff from there. Really great stuff. Yeah. To Sky, to um, Sky Nursery, to Swanson's, to Mulbacks, all, oh, all, all so many ge- uh, generous nurseries. Yeah, and they really us. give away great plants, yes. not just, uh, you know, uh, Far Reaches Farm, because every one of them have just terrific right. plants. Right, you know? I picked up, uh, I guess it was 18 trillium yesterday wow. from Cottage Lake Gardens. Oh, and they're the specialists for there. the trilliums. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Wow. She has, I think she has every trillium there is. Uh, that you unearth in her garden. I think she might. She talked about that. She I said once she was one short, and it was driving her nuts. Yeah. So, so she listen, fixed that. We're going to take a break here. If you want to call in, feel free, and we'll try our best to answer your questions because uh, Jack's a gardener too, so the two of us totally unstumpable team here. And uh, – one triple eight nine seven three Cairo. One triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. So when we come back, we're going to talk more about Plan Amnesty Bingo, and I'm hoping that we get a sellout. I think it's sold out every year so far. Yes, so, it has, and wow. we're close. Cool. All right, we'll be right back. Ninety seven three Cairo FM. So uh, back with Jack Boach from uh, Plant Amnesty, and we're talking about, and uh, we'll come to you phone callers very soon. But um, so we're talking about Plant Amnesty uh, Tree Hugger Bingo that's happening uh, Saturday evening on October 13th over at the North Seattle Community College. So uh, we should let people know how this works. Yeah, so um, tickets are $35 uh, or... 
four horticulture students, they're 25. Or if you want to put together a table of six people, you get that for the price of five. You call the office to get tickets. So I think we have uh, maybe, at last count, maybe 50 or so tickets left. Oh, so hey, we're doing pretty good. We're doing well. And uh, I have a link to Planned Amnesty on the front page of Cisco.com plus the telephone number and email. So Great. if you go to Cisco.com, you Perfect. can do it easy. Perfect. And we're going to have lots of the old favorites. You know, this is, we're carrying on Cass's tradition of festivity and merriment and kind of zaniness. So, uh, of course, we have a zany Cisco there, but he's going to have some partners in zaniness. Yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, so. George Lash will be there. Uh, if people want to dress up in costume, that's highly recommended or encouraged, rather. It's not necessary, of course. And if it's in a horticulture theme, all the better. We have Kat Sura. Who comes? Yeah, that's right. But I keep waiting for Dogwood to show up. So, <laughs> oh, we haven't ever had Dogwood. I don't think we've ever had Dogwood. It's hard yet. to come up with a good dog costume. I yeah, think. maybe. <laughs> anyway, but uh, how about uh, Father uh, Weedo? Weedo will be there. Yes, yeah, you to, can give your. You can get your. Uh, you can do your horticultural confession to Father Weedo Sarducci. Yeah. 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 So and there's people running around in costumes that come to check to make sure that you've really got bingo. Yes, and uh, but the prizes are fantastic, and we should mention there's free free uh, uh, chili. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it comes with oh, the price of admission. The chili is so good. Yeah, and if people want to uh, volunteer to make a pot of chili, we'd love that. That's where we get it all. About we yeah, have it's all volunteer. Twenty-seven to thirty different. Chilies that Ooh, people make. I had one last year, and it burned the geezer hair out of my ears. Really? It was so hot. Okay. Yeah. That's well, what, I like there hot you food, go. so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, uh, wine and beer and Oh, yeah, wine and beer, and, and you have that. to. You know, we want this to be a fun celebration, yeah. you know. And it always is. People oh, love it. Oh, it's really, yeah. really fun, and uh, the prizes are fantastic. Yeah. And and Cisco gives a great description of all of them. Oh yeah, every so. plant and everything else, and uh, and now I'll have George doing it with me. Yeah, so George that'll Lash. be a lot of fun. So you'll actually learn a lot about plants as it goes. The only problem is with Cash, you'd always be kicking me under the table, going, yeah. "That's long enough, too yeah. long, too well, long." Oh, well, we have an official kicker this year too. <laughs> we'll we'll keep it moving on time. Me, I'll yeah. tell you what. Yeah. All right, listen, uh, so just go to Cisco.com. You can find out all about it. Go to plannedamnesty.org otherwise. And uh, But uh, I hope you'll come because we really have a lot of fun. It ends up, a lot of times, you know, that, that used up bingo sheets, people uh, coil those up. Right. And then right. I, sometimes I run out there and make an attack and yeah. start throwing them at everybody. They're throwing them at me. It's a lot of fun. Fun. It looks like so, a high school lunchroom at that it point. It does yeah, look yeah. like a, That's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. All and, right, listen, uh, do we have time, Brian, to go to Katie? All right, we're going to go to Katie in Port Orchard. Katie, thanks for calling. Welcome to Cairo. Hi. I am going to try and grow some poppies this um, coming year, and they have two varieties. I have Icelandic and I have Oriental. And I'm not really sure how to grow them and how to prepare the soil for them. Well, I'm thinking Icelandic 
uh, poppies are usually sort of uh, an annual most of the time around here. So on uh, nose. Uh, the seed packet says they're perennials. They, oh, it does? Well, see how much I know yeah. about this. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought they were annuals, too. I, I think they are in our climate. I, I okay. They might come back if we get a real mild winter or something. But uh, so with the... Uh, the other one that you described, how did you describe that again? Uh, the other one is oriental. Oh, yeah, the oriental poppies, you'll have that for the rest of your life. And uh, okay. you want to plant that in a spot with good sun, well-drained soil. And um, okay. so, you, and you can plant that now if you want. It'll go through oh, the okay. winter, and then uh, it'll pop up in the spring and uh, the, here's the only problem, and Jack, you probably have experienced this. It just falls apart when they're done blooming. It just kind of collapses. <laughs> and uh, so you kind of have a hole in your garden. So I like to put things that will grow up and kind of hide that hole yeah. uh, in the garden because they just bloom in spring and then they just collapse. But they come back the next year again. Gigantic flowers. So cool. <laughs> so with the Icelandic poppies uh how does it tell you that you got seeds right or what do you have i got i did i got seeds and the thing it just says is to broadcast over prepared soil okay i'm just with almost all the poppies i ever grow i broadcast them in the fall because the weather has to beat the tweedle out of the seeds before they'll break and start to grow in the spring okay okay that's good to know yeah, and you just yeah. barely, you rough up the soil a little, just barely get them under the ground. I mean, down about a, a eighth of an inch. Oh, okay. That's really shallow. Yeah. And do I need to put any sand or anything there? Or? Yeah. Now, you don't need to. Are, if you're going to broadcast them right outside, right? Yeah. Yeah. So here's what I would do, just in case I don't know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> Because I've never broadcasted the seeds from nose ring. Broadcast half of them, keep half of them, and broadcast the other half uh, in, uh, like, April next year. Okay. Just in case. Hedge your bets. It's not a total disaster. (laughs) I hate those calls where people call up and go, I want to wring your neck. (laughs) Okay, well, I hope that helps, Katie. Thank you. Hey, Thank thanks you so guys. much for your call. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, so uh, that wasn't my most informative job <laughs> I've ever done. Hey, we'll be right back. 97.3 Cairo FM. Welcome back. Hey, uh, Katie in Port Orchard, I was looking up, I did some looking up of those uh, poppies, Icelandic poppies. They they are a perennial, but a very short-lived perennial. And I think in our area, they're real short-lived. I've never got them through a second year, but uh, it might happen for you. And it sounds like they need a four-week stratification, which means like a cold period. 
So I'm thinking if you put those out in October, by the time it warms up enough for those, the germinator should break that uh, coating on the seed and it should work. So I hope I'm right. <laughs> All right. Hey, you'll have to let me know if I was or not. So hey, uh, just uh, we're going to go to uh, G in a second here. And uh, just um, can so you got some really great plants for our plan amnesty. Uh, yeah, and ones I yeah when I was at uh, Far Reaches Farm in particular, they were picking out exotic plants. But uh, mullbacks gave us some cool things. Um, are you asking me to remember what? Yeah, I picked you up? remember oh, any of my <laughs> goodness sakes! Oh, you you should have told me that ahead of time. I would have brought my list. I picked up probably fifty plants. Just myself, and there's about wow. six of us picking up plants. South Seattle College gave us lots of plants. Uh, there's a okay here. I remember one of them. Ah, all right. <laughs> um, a black lace Zambucus nigra. That, oh yeah, uh, I love those elderberries. Yes. Those are spectacular. Yeah. Um, we got an exotic maple that I won't tell you the name of from exo- um, Far Reaches Farm. Oh, all yeah. right. I'm going to yeah. have to try figuring that one out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> As I mentioned, I think I mentioned that we got, um, you know, good old <laughs> from go, uh, Cottage Gardens. Come on, help Oh, me. yeah, trilliums. Trillium. yeah. How many trilliums? Six pot, eight pots. Uh, each has two uh, rhizomes in it. Oh, two yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, we have some nice pots from Ah Pottery. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. So that's a prize. So when you win bingo, you get to run up, and if you're the first one that wins, there will be like six plants in the grouping, and you get to pick what you want, the pot, the plant, whatever it is. It's quite nice. I remembered a small little pine we got from uh, Mulbacks ah, and a little Hinoki, nice um, dwarf, dwarf Hinoki cypress from Urban Earth. Oh, so there's a lot of really good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Oh, la, la. Oh, la, la. The problem is I have to give this stuff away. I hate that. Yeah. I'd rather just take it all home. Well, because they're all your favorites. I know they are. That's the problem. <laughs> Okay, hey, we're going to G here, I think it is. It's J-Y. I'm not sure how you say that in Bothell. Hi, uh, G, Do I did I say your name right? No, I just used the initial. You can just call me J-Y. Oh, J-Y. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's easier by far. Hey, thanks, thanks uh, for calling. Thank you, thank you for call, um, taking my call, and I really learn a lot from your show. Um, I have a question, and I don't know if it'll, there'll, there'll be time for a second one, but the first question is, I have um, three apple trees that I planted in late 2015, so it's been about three years. Oh, okay. I noticed that last year I got a lot of apples from three trees, but this year I got maybe four uh, oh. combined, and I was just curious, do they a year because I think I read that somewhere, but I don't know whether that's true. Yeah, sometimes they do. Uh, it's called biennial uh, bearing, and so one year you may have a really heavy crop, and then the next year a very very light crop. That that can be broken oh, okay. by thinning the fruit on the heavy year. So what happens is the the tree gives all its energy to putting out the fruit in the one year, and then it doesn't have enough energy left to produce the fruit buds for the next year. So thinning your fruit is a great way to go. 
And here's what I do okay. on my apple tree at home. So you'll, you know, you get that little clump of apples and there might be five apples on that. I, right. as soon as they're starting to look at all like little apples, I pull off all but the biggest one, pinch them off and just keep that one. And then if you want to protect it from apple maggot or something, you could put some kind of bag around it, whatever, a pantyhose for you, whatever you want to do. And, uh, but, um, and there's, there's not only do you not get that biennial, uh, fruiting problem, but you get way bigger fruit yeah. too. Yep. So okay. that helps a lot too. Okay. Thank you. I'll try that. Um, might there be time for a quick second question or? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, oh, in that case, I consulted a tree expert. He said that he was, uh, handful of the, the certified tree experts in Washington. And what he recommended was that um, I was actually killing the trees that I have by putting mulch around them too deeply. He said make it more like the roots should be a bit more exposed and, and think of uh, putting a light blanket over them, so to speak, if I'm going to do any mulching. And my landscaper thinks it has to be a little bit thicker than that, maybe um to the base of the tree. So I just wanted to see, maybe I misunderstood the expert, or is he right in that the tree roots shouldn't be so very deep in mulch or, or compost or soil? Well, one thing I think here is it depends a lot on what mulch you're using. So if you're okay. using bark, bark is so uniform, it packs down like a thatch roof, and it doesn't let air and moisture through to the roots. Mm -hmm. And that can be a big problem. If you're using wood chips from the arborist, we used to pile that six inches deep, but we'd always start at ground level right where the tree hit the ground. So we never let it build up the trunk. It always started at ground level, then we'd go six inches deep, to the, and then back down to ground level again. That gave us weed control. The wood chips broke down into the best soil you ever saw. Had a lot of advantages. Uh, personally, I'm not a bark guy. Do you use bark, or what's your favorite? Um, I like fertile mulch. Fertile mulch, fertile that's mulch. a good one. But I don't put it six inches deep. I put it maybe two to three. But you don't. But you never put – and maybe this is what your uh, arborist was – Referring to, you don't put it right up against the bark of the tree or the trunk of the tree. You keep it away from that and then spread okay. it out. Then, then I don't see how you can run into a problem. Where, where I've seen some problems are like, especially with bark, uh, where even if it started at ground level where a rhododendron trunk came out of the ground, if you got it thick right away with something like bark, that that can be a big problem because rhododendrons – Need a lot of air with their roots, you know. So, uh, and their roots are very shallow. Yep. Yeah. So, what kind of mulch oh, are you yeah. using? Well, I've uh, relied on my landscaper, but I guess the one that the expert saw was more the fine variety that you're referring to. He did mention something along the lines of it could uh, rot the roots if uh, they don't get air. So, yeah. I'm assuming it's the fine type that uh, that we must have put in. Yeah, and I think if if you do use bark, really every year you should go out and rough it up, you know. And the problem is, you get you people love that look at a bark. So then, uh, 
it starts to break down. So they add more, and then you get that mycelium breaking it down in there, adding to the fact that it's packing down like a rock, and there's a lot of problems. But but if if you could talk your uh, and compost makes a great bark too, a uh, great mulch too, okay. you know. But uh, if you could talk your uh, gardener into using wood chips or compost or fertile mulch, I think you'll be better off than using bark because that definitely can cause trouble. And the others, Got it. And, and it doesn't give much nutrient, just the That's bark true. itself. That's true. So, uh, Got it. Great. Yeah, okay. so, so I, but don't let it get up on the side of the trunk, whatever you do. If it builds up on the trunk, then that's really asking for trouble. Got it. Okay. Cool. Thank you so much, and have a good day. Hey, you too. Thanks for calling. Bye, JY. Bye. All right. Hey, uh, we will have time for one call if you want to try and call in. And the number is one triple eight nine seven three Cairo one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. And I'll be back with Jack Bouch right after this. Hey, we're going to go to the phone in a second. Just, hey, I want to remind you that uh, don't forget about uh, Haunted Heronswood. So uh, that is on Saturday, October 20. That's not when it is, but you can uh, go there and carve a pumpkin, be in their big pumpkin carving contest. But uh, on October 26th and October 27th, the whole place is going to be a haunted thing. Big line of jack-o'-lanterns, and there's a, a scared a tweedle out of you trail. So <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Hot. Uh, they're going to have bratwurst and beer. And uh, is it really so, called "Scare the Tweedle Out of You"? Well, I think it's got a slightly different name. Oh, okay. <laughs> they should have called it that. That's want- twice as scary. If I do say it's a trail of terror. Oh, oh la yeah. la la la. Yeah. All you'll be hearing is people going, oh, la, la, la. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and uh, just quick on uh, uh, Plan Amnesty Bingo, which is happening October 13th. 13th. It starts at 6, so you can have a brewski before the game starts at 7. Yeah. Free uh, free, uh, chili. Chili and salad and cake. Yeah, yeah I never get any cake. It's always gone before I ever get to it. I'll save you a piece this year. Oh, good. Thanks a lot. All right. But I did I did think of uh, some other plants that we're going to have there. It's not, they're not all exotic. We uh, I just picked up three blueberry bushes oh, cool. from Skipley so, Farm yeah. uh, yesterday, and there are there are plants that you'll see in most people many people's gardens like oak leaf hydrangeas. And, oh, I love those. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. So perfect. They're yeah. oak leaf hydrangeas turning color right now out in the yeah. garden. And I'm I'm only one of about six people who are picking up plants from various nurseries. So you're just getting a little sampling and tip of the iceberg of what's available. Cool. All right. Okay, Bob from Lakewood. We're popping you on 97.3 Cairo FM. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Hey, fantastic. Uh, oh, great, great, great. I've been listening to you for a long time. You're great. I love you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Uh, I got a problem with a yard I just put in. I have a, um, uh, I, I, I had a yard that was covered with uh, uh, wood chips, 
where I had my kids play uh, swing and traveling. Uh-huh. And then uh, they're grown, so I started to put a yard here. And I noticed that there is some dry spots here. Uh, I'm looking at one of the fir trees. I'm not sure what this thing is. I'm, I'm not from the northwest. I'm from the south. But it's a fir tree or a pine tree or some kind of tree. And if I'm looking directly at the tree, pointing off to the right, my right as I'm facing the tree, uh-huh. the grass is dead. And then I have a hydrangea in the front. In another little patch, and in about a four by four square, is dead there also. And I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I had someone tell me that it's because of something that's coming out of the trees and the plants. But how do I fix it? That's my problem. Well, it's not. It's it's not something coming out of the trees and the plants. It could be that uh, they're taking the water and the grass isn't getting it though. And but I got a question. I got a question for you first, Bob, and that is. When you put in the lawn, you didn't till those wood chips in or anything, did you? No, no, no. I actually I scraped the ground clean. Oh, good, 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 good. And then, and then I had someone bring in, and they brought dirt, soil, and they put the soil in there, and then they put the the, uh, the strips of uh, grass in there. What do you call them? Oh, yeah. So sod. How thick? Sod, right? Sod. How <laughs> thick was the? How thick was the soil you brought in? How many inches of it? Tall. That's the thing. I'm not sure how much. I didn't put it. They put it in, and I talked to them, and I said, well, you know, I think it needs about six inches, and I said, I don't oh. know. I think, I think that's what they did, but I'm not Oh, tired. good. Good. That would be good, but yeah. It's, it's only, it's all, everything else, it's great. It's green all over except in those two little spots. Well, uh, you know, there might be, there could be a lot of things going on there. It could be that, uh, it could be that that spot is higher than the rest by... You know, it's so hard when you smooth out a lawn, when you put in a new lawn and you sod it. Right. And you don't realize that that might just be on a little mound that you don't even see. So it's a little mountain in a flat lawn, and the water just runs off that spot. That happens a lot. You know, we used to do at Seattle U on our athletic field. We had some spots like that. And it's just, they just, the water would run off those spots or whatever. We'd put a soaker on those and let the soaker run, make sure that we saturated it once a week. Doing that, they, those spots never died. Okay, okay. Well, I, I started trying that. Uh, oh, good. So I, just, I just continued doing that. Yeah, you know, it could, once, once sod dries out, it takes a lot of work to get it green again. It'll green up this winter, though. But next year you're gonna you might take that piece of sod out if you can those dead spots and and smooth the soil a little more underneath. Oh, okay, okay. I'll take that into consideration and look at okay. it. Okay. Hey, I gotta run, Bob. Thanks for the call. Bye. Okay, thank you. Bye everyone. See you next week.